0: This show helps you to shift from the illusion that success in one area of your life means failure in another, to the understanding that you truly get to have it all. Let's get started. Welcome back to another segment of Ask Mars. Michaela asks, how do you know which and what business is right for you? Do you stay committed to the one you're currently a part of and see it through? Or do you give a new opportunity a chance because your values and path is changing in life? How do you know when, if ever, to change businesses and careers? Ooh, I love this one. And I'm going to answer it in a couple of ways. So, number one, when we are thinking about making any major decision in our life, we have to first reflect within because there's so much information out there. We can see people online and they look like they're crushing it. So you're like, oh, is that what I should be doing? So it's easy to veer off of your own path if you're not connected to your path, your vision, your values. So everything I say is going to be in the context of you already knowing what your values are, you already knowing what you want to achieve overall in life, and you having a good relationship with yourself where you're actually honest with yourself when you ask yourself important and sometimes hard questions. So the first thing when I look at a business opportunity is really looking at The self-reflection piece of what are your skills, your experience, your passions, your strengths, and also your weaknesses. So that's the self component. We're going to be looking at three different components. So the self component is really just understanding yourself and then also looking at your lifestyle. So does this particular business fit into your lifestyle? Now this is a really important one for moms and I really want you to listen if you are a mom already or you you're going to be a mom. Listen, when we think of traditional businesses, we don't think of it in the through the lens of a mother. That's just not traditionally how we have looked at businesses. So now we have a new wave of businesses that are more supportive of a female uh, and a mother's lifestyle where more moms want to stay at home and they want to be present with their children. And so that means you can't necessarily have a traditional job or a traditional career. But the catch to that is, is that the ones that are not seen as like quote unquote traditional or like the standard are often looked at with a little skepticism, which is really odd because just because it's not mainstream, does not mean it's not valid and it's not worthwhile and it can't be massively profitable and really beneficial for women who ha- are living. And it's silly to even say the word alternate lifestyle. It's like, no, you're a woman. If you choose to be a mother, that is very, that's a beautiful decision to have. And your career path shouldn't be seen as alternative. It should just be like, that's an ideal career for. A woman who wants to still be at home. Maybe you don't even have kids, but you still want to be that supportive feminine role to your husband who maybe has his dream career or really enjoys going to work or Whatever it is, you may still just want to have be at home and work from home most of the time. So, we need to look at does this business fit the lifestyle that I currently have? If what I currently have is what I would like to maintain, or will this give me the will this business give me the lifestyle that I am trying to achieve, i.e., you know, can I work from home and still make a significant income? Can I be at home when my husband comes from work? Can I be there to pick up my kids from school? Like all of the things. So these are the things we need to consider in terms of lifestyle. Now, the second thing we want to look at is like environmental stuff. So we want to look at market trends. Now, you don't really need to look at, you know, black and white figures to know whether a market is going up or it's going down. We can generally see trends happening around us, but if you want to be certain, you can always Google stats on specific industries to see what the projections are. And I would definitely be focusing on businesses that are in industries that are expected to grow in the medium to long term the other thing when we look at like market trends and that is in this industry and in this specific business is there potential for residual or passive income now this is going to tie really um, heavily into the lifestyle piece because if what you are seeking is more freedom then, and we only have 24 hours in a day, and to have a healthy lifestyle, you need a certain amount of hours of those to be sleeping, you need a certain amount of hours of those to be with your children or your husband or whatever, then it is just smart to look at businesses at the potential for residual or passive income. Now I did an Instagram live that I'm going to link in the show notes. So just scroll down and you'll see it in the show notes. And it was three qualifying questions that I would consider when anybody brings a business opportunity to me. So as you know, I have two businesses. I have my coaching and consulting business, and then I have my direct sales business. And that only started about a year ago, and that was after years of people pitching different businesses to me, and it just wasn't the right one. But one of the things that I did was I asked these qualifying questions, and in asking these qualifying questions, some businesses will just go to the side. You'll realize that these are not the type of businesses that you want to be a part of. So in terms of market trends as well, as like looking at consumer buying habits. So for me, when I look at a business, like it needs to be something uh, I heard it referred to as boring businesses. Boring businesses is like things that people use like every single day. So, you know, the products I sell is shampoo and like self-care products that people are using daily. Another one, you know, someone I know is in the, um, like gas stations or, uh, what parking lots, things like that. So, quote-unquote boring industries tend to be more safe, secure, recession-proof because regardless of what happens in the economy, these businesses tend to keep growing. Like regardless if we have a crash this year or not, people are likely still going to be washing their hair and their face. Whereas if maybe you are in a luxury or a medium luxury, um, type of industry, those are tend to be the ones that are cut out the quickest. Things that are not seen as necessities. When people feel like they're feeling the pinch coming on, that's what they look at. They look at their expenses and they're like, okay, what can I cut? What is absolutely not necessary at this time? And those are tend to be the things that are trimmed. So you don't want your business to be one of the things that gets trimmed in someone's budget. And then the third component that I look at is just overall potential. Now the potential is really like a triangulation of the self um, aspect and the environmental aspect. In that you're looking at it all. So you're looking at okay, this is my skill set. This is what I'm good at. This is what I have experience in. Okay, this is what the consumer buying habits are in this industry. Um, okay, has a potential for residual income. Okay, great. So then what's the overall potential for this business? Okay, well for me when I. I was analyzing the business that I joined. I was like, okay, so I already have a little bit of experience in beauty. I used to be a hairdresser. Okay, um, tick. You know, I, I'm I'm a coach and consultant, so I'm good with talking to people already. Okay, done. And then I was like, okay, so these are products that everybody uses. Okay, easy. And then I was like, oh, I looked at the comp plan. I'm like, okay, so this is something that I could grow and it could grow exponentially. Boom. Okay. That's residual. So for me, the potential, then that potential rating became very high. That score was really high. And then based on that, I made the decision to join the business that I joined. Okay. So just do this little assessment on yourself, looking at that self-reflection piece. What are your skills? All of that. Look at the environmental aspects of the industry and then by looking at those you should have a potential score um, you could score it out of 10 to see if like this is a really great opportunity for you now the other part of the question was really around like I'm doing a business already and then like should I take this new opportunity like how do I know so I have the f- few like just overall thoughts on that. So number one, I think it's really important is to be someone of your word. So if you've committed to something that you with within reason, you follow through on that commitment, right? So that's really important just in terms of your character, your integrity, that when you say you're going to do something within reason, you're going to do it. Um, and that you're not just like searching for uh, new opportunities and that's definitely not the vibe I got from this question but I'm I am speaking to a broad audience here and I don't know everybody's situation who is listening in so I'm just speaking in generalizations right now is the grass isn't greener over there the grass is greener where you water it so that's one thing to know about just business in general um but again bringing in the self-awareness you know if you're someone that hippity hops from one opportunity to the next right where then okay of course you're not going to be successful at something if you constantly think oh that doesn't work or uh, that this company sucks or this is this was a scam or oh my gosh this that mentor was crap or whatever it is as long as you like if that's who you are and you're constantly outsourcing the the blame on someone else then you're not giving yourself an opportunity to grow and when you don't give yourself an opportunity to grow guess what you can't get big roots into the soil to be a strong entrepreneur and what you do with your personal brand then when you don't follow through on things is you you lose trust Okay so when you pop on one month and you're selling this product and next month you're selling that product and like and it's always something new and you're no longer doing that business opportunity and now you're doing this you come across as unstable, right? So that's why we need to make decisions and move very intentionally and from a grounded place. And just remember, your word is your bond. So when you say, yes, I'm going to do this, then you truly try to do this and not just point fingers as to why it's not working out for you right now. So, there are a couple signs, though, that I think when you're it's time for you to make a shift. So, number one is you're stagnant, complacent. You're just like you've just lost all joy in this business, and it's not bringing you towards your personal goals. As in, you've given this a really good effort. Um, you're just like you're just no longer connected. Again, going back to the self awareness, is this a character trait? that you need to work on and improve on? Is this a personal development issue that you need to work with someone to to move through? Or is this just not, this is definitely just indicative of this opportunity. I'm done with this opportunity and only you will know the answer to that. Then the next is you can't stop thinking what if. So if someone brings this opportunity to you and you're doing something else and in the back of your mind, you're thinking like, what if, like, oh my gosh, could you imagine, like, what if? And for me, that was a big one. I was like, I am not gonna pass up on this opportunity because, like, imagine a couple years from now where I could be with this. And I was like, no, that what if, I'm not, I don't like to live from that what if place. Like, I truly believe we much more regret the chances that we didn't take much more than the mistakes we made. Like so many of us are so afraid to make mistakes that we do nothing or we continually do the safe thing and then we wonder why we're not fulfilled. Guess what? Fulfillment comes from discomfort. I know it sounds so freaking counterintuitive, but it does. You are fulfilled when you grow. I touched on this perhaps in another episode, maybe in another training I I did, but that parents tend to be the least happy and most fulfilled. Why? Because we're constantly uncomfortable. We're constantly being triggered right? So we're like not happy about it, but we are deeply fulfilled and you will get fulfillment when you do the hard thing, when you do the scary thing, whether you blow up in that industry or not, that's irrelevant. You will feel, you will grow as a person and growth is what equals success and happiness. It's growth. As long as we are making progress, we tend to be happy. And your progress doesn't necessarily need to be monetary, although that is great if it's monetary, Monetary, um, but it's more about, are you growing as a person? And then the last point on that is that, is this industry in decline? I really hope you're not part of an industry that's in decline, but sometimes, you know, some businesses are so stuck in what they're doing uh, that they're so not agile that they don't see disruptors or anything coming for them and then you know like Kodak for example didn't want to realize that like the it was it was turning to digital nobody wants to develop pictures anymore I don't even know the words anymore this is how old it is right but they were not ready for that transformation in the industry that industry was disrupted and they were like no 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 we stay winning when you think you have arrived one of my favorite things when you think you have arrived is when you begin to decline when you think you have arrived then you begin to decline so if you are in an industry or in a business that is on a decline get out of there because it does not tend to turn around okay because we are always being presented with new things there's always new innovation and we can't be like oh i'm so people okay humans do not like change it like goes against our biology so i totally get it it's normal to feel uncomfortable but you have to move beyond that Um, discomfort and a lot of businesses are just not willing to see the environment around them because they're, they're too busy trying to get to their destination that that becomes their demise so if your industry is in decline obviously get the heck out of there get into an industry that is on incline and there's lots of different industries that are projected to explode this year and more Let's say now, so we talked about, you know, if to join a business, then we talked about do I leave the current business I'm in to join another business? But then we didn't look at the third option, which is. Do I just add this business to what I'm already doing? Now, this is a really important one as well. And there are some qualifiers. Again, we're going to go back to our self-awareness. So what are our strengths? What are our weaknesses? What are the skill sets that we have that's going to make us successful in this new business opportunity? And what I always look at, and this is so important, is what is the learning curve required of this new business? Like, for example, I'm not the crypto girl okay despite what some online platforms think there's like fake profiles of me and Dan that we we sell programs like crypto programs we do not if you ever see that it's a scam please don't ever buy into those programs But for me, it was too much of a learning curve. Like, I don't like that stuff. And even though people were presenting it to me like, oh my gosh, there's going to be so much growth in this. You're going to blow up. You're going to be a multimillionaire, blah, 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 like all of the things. I was like, but that actually doesn't interest me. So I wouldn't do something just for the money because I would be bored to tears looking at graphs on my computer that's one of the reasons I'm not in corporate right now because I didn't necessarily want to be looking at the graphs and reading the the trends and stuff it wasn't it wasn't really the vibe I was going for right so It's like having that self-awareness to know like, oh, okay, so I don't have the skill sets yet for that business. So I would actually need to go and acquire a lot. Oh God, that's a, that's a sharp, that's a steep learning curve. Okay. So that's gotta be, that would be a negative for me, um, for, for doing another business or joining another company is if that curve was really steep. However, If the skills that are required, I'm already building them in my current business or I'm going to be acquiring skills that would support me in life in general, we call these transferable skills. Transferable skills are very desired. I remember when we were hiring people in corporate, one of the things like I didn't just care about what was, what their grades were in university. I was always like, what else did you do? Like, what other skills do you have between you're a good student? So those are the transferable skills, right? So will this business give you additional transferable skills, i.e. leadership development, sales, like team management, all of those things, those are transferable skills that you can be acquiring essentially for free by joining this business. Um, And then perhaps the learning curve is not that steep because you know what, you're doing similar in your current um, business. So, oh, and maybe there can even be some synergy happen happening where they complement each other because I'm a big advocate of you are the brand people either buy from you they join your business or they buy your coaching program or whatever because of you at the end of the day a lot of us are not revolutionizing the coaching industry. We're not revolutionizing whatever industry that we are in. If you think that, I will, I will, I'm going to challenge you to get out of your ego a little bit. But you are unique, though. You may not be revolutionizing coming up with a completely new methodology and technology that nobody's ever seen before, but you are special and unique, So people are buying into you. People are buying your product because of you, the way you talk about it. People are buying your coaching program because they relate to you. They see that you have the results in your life. like, oh my God, she's winning. She's happy. I actually, I appreciate her. I look up to her. So people buy from you. So you are the brand. So while I do believe in niching down and I'm actually going through that right now in my coaching and consulting business, You are also the brand in and of itself. So you're allowed to have multiple offerings. But the most important piece to that, my love, is that make sure you are grounded as fuck. What I mean by that is there are plenty of people who have multiple offerings, some of them related, some of them not related. So they went and, like, you know, started a business in completely different industry has nothing. So we call that unrelated diversification, right? In strategic management. And then we have people who diversified that's very close to their industry. So that's related diversification. So less of a learning curve, right? So we have people in both of those, and we have people that kill it. That kill it, right? So they're coaches, they're consultants, they're speakers, they're authors, they're in direct sales, they have brick and mortars, they have all these businesses and you just look at them and you're like, wow, you freaking rock star, right? Then you have people who do the exact same thing. They have all these links and products that they're selling, but you're just like, oh my gosh, you are all over the place. And I'm telling you, it's not just the success, as in the dollar amounts. It's not just that this person is making millions and this person probably isn't making any money. It's how they carry themselves. Like, are you fully embodied in those businesses? Like, do you feel sheepish about talking about one of those businesses because it's not your core business and you're just like, oh. Or do you fully fucking own it and you're like, this is my product. I'm so excited about it. What's the, what's the energy that you're holding? Because like... I truly believe that you can have multiple businesses. They don't need to compliment each other. It's great that they do, but they don't necessarily need to compliment each other. And you can be looked at as a very serious businesswoman without, you know, cracking like multiple seven figures. You could be looked at that in just the way the confidence, the embodiment, the leadership, the way you speak, the way you show up, the way you honor your word, the way you talk to your team. All of that matters. So it all comes down to you growing yourself to be the person that is capable of running multiple businesses with confidence and powerfully. So Michaela, I hope that answered your question, my love. Remember, guys, come join our Facebook group, Empowering Women for Success. I always go in there and I answer your questions on this podcast or in the Facebook group. And again, check out that live I did on Instagram on the three qualified questions you need to be asking when someone presents a business to you so you can make the right business decision for yourself in 2023. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with me today. If you love this episode, please share it with someone. And if you're a longtime listener, it would mean the absolute world to me if you would rate and review this show on iTunes. I love you so much and I can't wait to connect with you on the next episode. And remember, it's not only possible to have it all, it is your birthright.